If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because, you know, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And this week, I'm privileged to uh, to welcome back, and and uh, you, the listeners, are um, are very privileged to have uh, Amy Mon and uh, Shez Libby back on the show to continue our conversation. Last uh, last week we uh, we talked about the goodness tour and um, the science of art therapy. Uh, this week I wanted to get get more into um, uh, the what, what we call the mighty artichoke uh, and uh, uh, or the humble artichoke. Uh, maybe I maybe I shouldn't uh, be, uh, be be putting those words you know, but Shez, that's uh, that's something that you. Um, uh, you have, you have some really, uh, remarkable ideas, uh, on this. I'd, I'd just get out of your way and let you share that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I would say that the artichoke, uh, metaphor is both humble and mighty. So great words because that's what we are. And the artichoke symbology is, um, representative of ourselves and the journey that we are here, I believe, to do, mm-hmm. and the journey and self-discovery in psychotherapy, which is what um, I do a lot of. And that journey and who we are is both a mighty journey and a humble journey. And so great words, Brian. Yes, and hum- mighty and humble. I love it. Um, I just started to combine them like uh, like uh, J-Lo and Ben. <laughs> Benefer, whatever we can say, uh, mumble, mighty and humble, mumble. I'm not anyway, sure that's a good one for my show, but uh, yes, <laughs> probably yes. enough of that already. <laughs> enough of that. Um, okay, so yeah, the artichoke. So I had been doing therapy for a very long time, mm-hmm. and people come in and say to me, and obviously I've used it myself, but people would come into therapy and say, you know, I've been peeling these onion layers for a long time and I'm just not getting anywhere or whatever. You know, they would use that over and over. And one day, many years ago, it dawned on me that I don't like that metaphor anymore um, because, first of all, I don't really like onions. If you and I go to dinner, which we have, Mm -hmm. and I order a salad, I will say, hold the the onions. Um, But anyway, I like them in salsa and certain things, so there's value for sure, but um, I'm not a big fan of raw onions and not for a therapy descriptor either because when I did this experiment and I sat at my kitchen counter and I peeled an onion all the way down and I was like, what do you get to when you peel it? And how hard is it to peel it? And what do we do with that? And what does it look like? I wanted to like really feel into the metaphor um, because everybody's been saying it for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And what you get when you peel an onion is this hollow leaf, this hollow kind of greenish translucent leaf at the center. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a use for the skins. Um, it's a very surface level kind of thing. Um, and I learned many years ago when I was working with trauma, particularly with um, survivors of sexual assault and abuse. Um, I used to, just as a side note to, to say this because it came from lots of experience, but um, I used to be the director for the Prince George's County Sexual Assault Center. And we saw all the sexual assault cases, the rape cases, the sexual abuse cases in the whole like county area. And it was a big county. Um, and we did the medical evidence collection, the counseling and everything. So through that process, I was like, just telling the story, let's say of a rape, just telling the story and peeling back to the worst parts, to the hardest parts to tell and getting to the teary you know, core of that wasn't enough to heal people. It didn't do what I thought it would do. I thought, oh, if you share this incredible trauma, and that's what I was taught, like you you share it in the presence of another, you know, you process those feelings, you're going to reach healing. And that didn't happen. So yeah. we needed another step, many steps, but we needed another step. So it dawned on me that this vegetable, the artichoke, 
um, which is such a glorious and ancient and, you know, is the food of Roman gods. It's just like this glorious, um, you know, bud of a thistle, uh, this vegetable that grows. That to me really sums up so much better and is something I want to introduce the world to. A lot of people have not eaten artichokes. So number one, they're nutritious and delicious. But number two, they're such a better metaphor. So the reason why they're a better metaphor, should I take a break for a second? I've been like, you're you're rolling here. (laughs) I'll come over. I get so excited about this because I want to be known as the artichoke lady. Mm -hmm. Amy and I are you know, writing this book about this whole process around this new metaphor. Mm -hmm. And it's based on the work of that I've done for many, many years. And people can do this on their own at home with your family, with your friends, with yourself, most importantly. Um, So that's what this, this journey book is about. But the metaphor, the reason why I love it so much is, first of all, there's no ugly artichokes, just like there's no ugly baby and there's no ugly human. We all have value. You can go in a grocery store and I've looked for one. I've looked for kind of like what would be the ugly or the artichoke that we wouldn't choose. They're all actually worthy because the inner core is what's most important. So oh, different than the onion. What do you get to with an artichoke? Yeah. The heart. heart. Yes. So the artichoke center is called a heart. Whoever came up with that, amen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called a heart and it's a, it's a mindful journey to eat this food. Unlike any other, Mm -hmm. it is not a fast food. You can't race to the center unless you buy a canned variety Mm -hmm. or artichoke hearts in a jar, which are not as good at all compared to the fresh. They are not as good. So, um, so it's a mindful activity and you go leaf by leaf. And when you eat an artichoke, each leaf has a piece and a taste of the tender heart, the tender center, and you scrape it on your teeth and you go through each leaf. You might dip it in a sauce, but it doesn't even need that. Um, But each leaf has importance. So for the metaphor and this journey to the heart that Amy and I are are getting out there for the world. This journey to the heart um, involves the unlayering of each leave, and each leave is important. Each leave has a taste of the heart and is important. And those leaves can be identified as our struggles, our upset, our beliefs, our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, you know, all those things that shape the heart. Mm -hmm. And if you get to an artichoke heart in life, um, in in real life or in the metaphorical sense, um, each of those leaves shapes the heart. And what I love about this glorious vegetable is that heart is shaped like a diamond. If you you look at it, it has all these little ridges. It's shaped like a diamond from all those leaves of experience. So that's the beauty of this metaphor is that even our most shameful, most, um, you know, the things that we struggle with the most, they have value. They have a little taste of the heart and they actually shaped us and who we are. And when we get to the root of that, and we have a whole process for how to get there, but when not the root, the core, when we get to the core, um, we are our most burdened selves. And this is not a one and done, like, yay, race to the heart kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This is an everyday, all day, constant process. I, I do it almost in my sleep because it's so ingrained, like, yep, that's that's touching on a leaf, which can we can say it's our armor yeah. and we honor that armor. But I, it's an all day, everyday process. Well, I think so, the uh, the leaf says the as a as a tough and protective uh, type of uh, type of a leaf. Um, yes. And yet each one uh, has a little bit that is attached to the heart. Yes. So there's uh, there's a connection all the way through. Unlike the onion, which uh, is is um, you know it's another layer, it's another layer, it's another layer. I just uh, chopped up some onions for some chili, so I <laughs> I, I, uh, I did peel them, and uh, you know, but but you, you know, once you once you peel them, it's the same all the it all the way through, and uh, that was an analogy. I know people are really familiar with the peeling the onion al- analogy. And when I first became a sales manager, my my boss Sandra, she uh, she said, "You got to you got to ask questions. You peel the onion, and then you uh, find out uh, the answer. Then you 
have a reason to ans- ask another question, but it really wasn't, wasn't looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we were really looking for in that sense was really the heart too. But, mm-hmm. uh, but the analogy has always been peeling the onion. And so uh, we, are, we are now replacing that with um, peeling the artichoke. With journeying to the heart through the metaphor of the, of the artichoke. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the book it, is called Artichoke Alchemy, A Journey to the Heart. So we are, you know, alchemizing the journey. We are alchemizing the visual of the journey and the process of the journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say to my clients, we grow up, not down. We grow. Mm-hmm. So even metaphors can grow. So the onion yeah. really helped for a while. And yes, yeah. it became embodied in sales and all other things. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It has been in, in the world for a long time, but we're ready to grow up and go to the next. Yeah. And the next is this image. And yeah. I really want that out there to help people with a new visual of what the goal is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's that's really excellent. Um, and you know, I I don't know that anyone enjoys um, a metaphor or a, um, a more, more than I do. I I, I really enjoy um, putting an, an analogy together, and I find you know for me, um, at some point every 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 analogy kind of kind of. Uh, unravels itself. It, it kind of falls apart. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wind up taking it too far. Um, mm. And I think, you know, when, when you mentioned going to the root, oh, you know, if we, if we go to the root, we have to go down the thorny bush and <laughs> to the root. Mm-hmm. Um, that might actually be something that, um, that could be connected with this too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let, let's come back to that after, after the break, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, take a break now on, uh, Bravehearts Radio, my guests, uh, Shez Libby and Amy Mon. um, stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist, you know, because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. And um, today I have uh, uh, Shez Libby and uh, Amy Mon as my guests uh, once again on uh, Bravehearts Radio. We're talking about. Uh, Artichoke alchemy, and uh, uh, Amy, your your language is uh, is the is the metaphor and analogy too. If I if I remember right, I mean I am a writer, so of course I'm going to resonate with the idea of a good metaphor. Um, I actually just read the quote this morning from Nelson Mandela, 
He said, if you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. And I thought that, you know, that's a beautiful, powerful quote anyway. Um, but in this case, I think when I first learned of this new metaphor through Shez, I think it spoke in, in my language as a writer, but beyond that, just as a human, we definitely tend to wrap our heads around um, metaphors that are, we're, we're wired. There's a wonderful story, a wonderful book called Wired for Story. And it talks about why we as, as humans understand the language of story and we we want to understand the world through stories and symbolism and metaphor and images, imagery, all of that. Um, so when I could understand, Shez was actually, I was in a class where she was taking us through this process of the artichoke alchemy. And when I could visualize um, this unlayering process with a destination of getting to the heart, it was so much more accessible for me and more meaningful because I really had the image of what was going on in this, in this process. And it felt more, I mean, when you call it the mighty artichoke, it felt like a, almost like a, a process that really honored um, itself, if that makes sense, because as you unlayer, you are, you're doing this work, but at the same time, it's kind of meta. You're, you're talking about the work that you're doing and you're talking about this unlayering process and you're talking about why there is value in each of those protective leaves. And you're talking, and, and I, and I started to really, um, feel connected to the artichoke in a, in a whole different way to the point that it's almost embarrassing now, my affinity for artichokes. Um, I, we went to this botanical garden. My, my son goes to UC Berkeley and they have a beautiful botanical garden there. And I, every time I saw some kind of artichoke, because there are many varieties of artichokes and I had to take a picture of every one of them just because it was an artichoke. And, um, you know, now it's, it's so exciting to eat an artichoke. And I love the, the look and the shape of an artichoke. And all of this is because I've been through this changing and healing process of alchemizing through this beautiful metaphor and understanding um, the work on a, on, a, um, on a level where I'm connecting to this, to this metaphor. And it's just, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a beautiful process. But I think most importantly, the artichoke makes it very concrete. It's easy to describe. It's easy to understand what you're, you know, the goal of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a fan and that's one reason I'm involved. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it hadn't occurred to me that there's a lot of different varieties of artichokes, but it's uh, it, as uh, not as many as there are varieties of people or different personalities because everyone is unique. But I imagine each, each person, as we, as we reveal our, our, our hard outer layers, um, that's where our uniqueness comes through, right? Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, we all have a story to tell. We all have those thorny leaves. We all have those struggles and difficulties. We all have the great moments, but they're all unique to us. So that outer portion can be unique and different, but the inner core of who we are at the heart level is more universal in, in my theory. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that, you know, who we are at that heart, heart level is about grace and giving, love and service. You know, that's what maybe we're here to do. And that's what at that heart level, when we get there, we're united in that more universal purpose. Mm -hmm. So that's a bigger, you know, zoom out thing. But um, I like that there are different varieties of artichokes because of course, you know, every plant is different even when it is in the same variety. So we are the same. I, I love you know, when you said you, you understand metaphor, 
I love thinking about that because I think that also is a universal phenomenon because as babies, we first understand and see symbol and color. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which is first, the chicken or the egg, the symbol or the color, what we see first, but we see symbol and color and then we apply language and meaning to that. So that's what we're doing exactly with this new artichoke metaphor is we've got the symbol and the color and we're then applying language and meaning. And then Amy and I are going a step further, you know, to the meaning, to the actual process of here's how you can really use this artichoke imagery to do a lot more than just peeling onion layers to really get to what we're all after, which I think is the peace and freedom in our hearts, you know, the unburdened part. Uh, it, it, it's it's not about uh, you know serving up a, a, an an appetizer or an hors d'oeuvre. We're we're really talking about exactly what you just said is is finding finding our heart, yes. finding finding it, what I I think of that as the aha moment, yes. you know, because like oh my god that was in here all along, yeah. and when people get that that is that's one of the big thrills in life to me is yeah. to, is to see that happen. And um, and I, I know we all know the feelings. Like um, I can't I can't believe I didn't think of that. Is that's me? You know that kind of that uh-huh. kind of realization yeah. that we have. You know, yeah, and that can be a lot of fun. Remember years ago. So I, I think Oprah was the first kind of um, teaching reality show type thing. And I remember her kind of saying that, like the aha, and we would witness it in whoever was having that moment, or maybe it was Oprah. And then we would have it at home and be like, yes, that makes so much sense, you know? And so getting there, there may be those, you know, fleeting feelings of being in touch with the heart. And we just want to extend that just like Mm -hmm. meditation, you extend a little further the stillness and the the silence and the going within, we just want to extend that and the more we practice the more that whole process keeps you know extending where those aha moments are yeah more and more and more there they may not be be more frequent but they're more observed they're more observable and observed yeah pay attention to those coincidences right yes yes totally yes um yeah amy you've you 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 mentioned as a writer you um you, you uh are uh, uh, an, an, an analogy um, that you like the analogy and, and, and do that. Uh, uh, you, you have written other books before this too, right? Well, uh, I have written several books. And so here's something interesting. Uh, I've written uh, three books and, a, and these are fiction books, right? Oh, yeah. And a, and a screenplay. And I have um, just been actively writing ever since I got my uh, MFA eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, where I struggle, Brian, is to put these books out into the world. I have no problem writing the book and having it on my computer. Um, I have no problem um, coming up with new ideas and write. I, I'm not afraid to uh, work. I'll put in the time, the whole, yeah. you know, just... But when it comes time to try to shop that book to get it picked up and out in the world, there is some kind of block there. And it's easier for me to spend another couple of years writing a whole other book than it is to stop and put the book I've written out into the world. And that is one thing that Shez is kind of trying to artichoke alchemy me through um, to help me understand what what is that block and why am I... What, why is there some sort of hold there where I can't seem to take it to the next wow. uh, step? And we, we fully understand about me that there is some issue with um, a, sort of a fear of having a voice out there. Okay. And so she's been genuinely like working through this with me and helping me understand some of maybe my core wounds uh, that, that block my voice or block my confidence yeah. in my voice. And so I uh, just need to get my stuff out there. I, yeah. Writers are supposed to send, oh, anywhere from 80 to 100 queries per book yeah. um, in order to get their agent, be picked up, get their book uh, hopefully sold at some point. Mm-hmm. And I have 
you know, with all of these completed stories, I have sent a grand total of 11 queries, Wow, which is like hundreds short of what I should have sent. And I had two requests for foals, and that's pretty good statistics for having sent, you know, just the 11 queries. Um, So I, there really isn't any reason that I shouldn't have something out there by now. And I know there is a, a mental block and I think I'm a little afraid to have a voice out there because as you know, with a public voice, um, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a scary time in this culture and in this yeah. climate. It's very hard to get things right. It's very hard not to say something that at, at some point is going to be said in a way that's taken offensively or just in a way that you can't, it's just really hard to, to please everybody. And I know, I know you can't do that, but people, even authors like Dr. Seuss and J.K. Rowling are getting canceled. And it's like, I mean, it's just crazy out there. There's a, a song comes to mind, uh, can't please everyone, so you've got to please yourself. And uh, it said garden party. Um, well, you know, I, 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 we got we got a lot more to cover. Uh, coming back on the other side of the break, uh, we'll we'll continue with this conversation. Um, got some great messages coming up from our sponsors, so stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, coming into the third segment, I always say something nice about the National Day Calendar. NationalDayCalendar.com, one of the great sponsors of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Um, April 28th every year, National Bravehearts Day. And uh, we will be um, uh, putting together some special events for that. Um, you know, coming back, uh, uh, the um, uh, Amy, you you'd mentioned about the um, uh, the book that you have uh, uh, pending, or books that you have pending. I, you know, I last time we got together, I I I think I mentioned that I have a book that's been uh, just about ready to publish for about seven years, and I have uh, I have some edits to do, and it's it's called Permission to Have a Great Life because and and it's it's about that aha moment, and it is it's something I really like the idea of sharing the idea, but I'm I'm what someone referred to one of my friends referred to me as a fire starter. And he said, "It said that's not that's not a, a mean thing or pejorative. He said that's a personality style within some uh, set of personality tests. And I'm always just happy to be t- testing positive on a personality test. But uh, the fire starter personality is is one that um, uh, I, I I use the analogy 
of uh, the Fourth uh, of July cookout. Put the coals on the grill and put some lighter fluid on it and set a match to that, and poof, the thing blasts into flame, and you've started a fire, and it's not ready to cook on until the coals get gray and hot enough inside to cook on. And so my, my, uh, my dilemma as a fire starter is I like, to, I, I like the excitement of starting something, start, start this, start this. And um, I'm not quite so good at finishing things. And so that's where, um, that's where, you know, I, you know, I, I need, I need help with that. And I bet a lot of people do, but the awareness that that's one of my, one of my, one of my hard shells, hard peels is, uh, is probably a good first step, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting for all of us to look at where we get stuck and kind of run that through this process that we share in Artichoke Alchemy. I too, that book, this book has been coming and in, you know, this birthing process for like 10 years. So yeah. I'm right there with you. We talked about being book buddies and, you know, supporting each other to really make this happen. Um, those of us that are more the idea people, the fire starters, um, get energized. We get energy through creativity and through inspiration and through those, whoa, you know, mm -hmm. there are other people that get energy through, you know, the, the generating day to day to day, the um, tasks of getting something done. You know, mm -hmm. those number accountant people yeah. are the complete opposite of who I am and probably who you are, but they love that, you know, because they can pour their heart into that. So I think part of this process is discovering, like Amy said, your voice, your blockages and your path. Yeah. And it's different for each of us. Um, yeah. It is shaped by our experiences. I've, I've learned that in the therapy that I've done. So it's shaped by our experiences. And when we bring something into awareness, we can change it. We can only change what we bring into awareness. Yeah. So just you saying, I have this blockage here, or Amy saying, I'm understanding what's blocking my voice. And yeah. just bringing that into awareness puts the change awareness. in motion. Yeah. Right. So that's the first part of the process. I think the second important piece is to understand what's the opposite. So if you say to yourself, I don't finish things or I have trouble finishing things, what's the opposite statement that you would say to yourself? Um, well, I, 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 I have a, one of my defense mechanisms is humor. And I've, uh -huh. I found that my, uh, the, the, uh, the thing about not finishing things is, is that I am really good at arrowing and, right. uh, you know, how, how, when we finish something, we put a check mark on it. Uh -huh. Arrowing uh -huh. is what I do when I have a task okay. that I think would mm -hmm. be a much better to do next week. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. So, um, so the, uh, the opposite of finish or the opposite of, of not finishing, I suppose would be finishing. Yeah. Uh, but I tend to procrastinate things that are on my should do's. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I, um, I try to try to understand the, uh, the, the, the idea of, of sticking with your purpose is to do the things you, you want to do, mm -hmm. not what you should do. Although there is something that I learned about discipline, that um, discipline is the, the art of doing what you want to do most rather than what you want to do right now. Mm -hmm. And so I suppose yeah. discipline would be my, my challenge. Okay. So here's what's interesting in this little two-minute exchange that we just had. I think that this particular leave, if I can go there, Brian, um, if you're if you're interested, do you want to hear? Absolutely. I'm just watching myself backpedal right here. So it's OK. <laughs> it's OK. This is awesome. And we all do this. Right. So this particular leave you're kind of holding on to. 
You are not wanting to let this leave go. You are saying, all right, I'm an arrower. All right, I'm a procrastinator. All right, I, it, it's it's not in my discipline. Because I can just make fun of it, of it and then it's okay. I yeah. just want to stay on that leave. And I'm not saying you have to let that go to okay. get to the heart, yeah. but there is something pulling you, let's say with your book, there is uh-huh. something pulling you with this book. There's a reason that it's important. And timing is everything. It may mm-hmm. not be your time to get your voice out, either yeah. of you. Yeah. But if you look at that leave, and again, bringing it into awareness and looking at what's great about procrastinating all the things that you said that you can be a fire starter. You can really rally troops in other ways. Um, but when it comes to it, if you really want to get to something that's important to your heart, and if this book is important to your heart to get out there, then recognizing that it will take releasing something and affirming in the discipline, if that's what you want to say it is, that affirming in, I can be disciplined and I can call that in when I want to. What's interesting about these leaves of experience, these roles, these, um, you know, defense mechanisms, all these things, when they're in awareness and they're honored, we can let them go. And then we can call them in in degree when we want to. Yeah, We're not just abandoning all of them and saying, okay, I'm going to let go of forever being a procrastinator or forever being disciplined. No, we call it in with consciousness. Mm -hmm. So if this book is important to you, then you do the things like you already know to do, get a, get a buddy to, you know, hold you accountable, to stick to a schedule, to do all those things that discipline involves. And then if your goal is to get it done, you will. Um, But I think what happens is if you're like me and I think you are, I'm just kind of like, well, maybe it's not that important. I'll just keep going on the other things that seem more important, but you're right. It's there's something in our hearts, all three of us, that is calling us to get these things out to the world in book form. So if that's the case, yes, it's going to take discipline, which is maybe not a part of your, your full personality. It's maybe one little teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny leave. And I'm there too. Then uh, you, you bring that up, you level it up to be like, all right, I got to call in the big ranks of discipline and I need help. That's the other thing is that for this process, it's, better if it's um everything's better shared it's a better process if it's done with people we all need support we're not an island you know so um so anyway i just say all that and is that that because um there's someone that has the experience that can say you know what i've been through this and and that would be amazing to have when calling in mentors is a, is a huge thing. And what I would say to you about, I believe with the leaves that every leave has a story Mm -hmm. and there's something in your story. I wonder that, that um, told you, you were not disciplined or Amy that told you that you did not have a voice um, or told me, uh, I don't know, I'm still thinking, but there's something in the story that that we kind of hold on to and say, okay, okay. I just heard yesterday from a woman friend who said, my dad used to tell me all the time, don't use hairspray. It's going to cause cancer. You're going to don't use hairspray when she was younger. Mm -hmm. So now she is completely asthmatic, cannot handle the smell of hairspray. Like just him saying that, solidified all things like ourselves line up and pay attention to what we say. So everything lined up to say hairspray is bad, you know, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but for her, it set those things in motion until she has awareness to say, I know where that came from. It came from my dad, like saying that me thinking Mm -hmm. as a kid, okay, hairspray is bad. And now I have to make decisions based on that story, you know? Um, so anyway, I think it's it's a worthy exercise to really understand who told you that, you know, what happened, yeah. who told you that, and how you, how you might bring it in in a different way, how you might reframe it, and how you might tell it in a new way. Yeah. And then look, I, I feel like we're all works in progress. We're all experiments. Look at what happens. Use your own self as an experiment. And then be like, wow, when I bring this in in another way, look what happens. So I say this for the world, not just for you, not just for me or Amy. Yeah, but that's that's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's the beauty, too, of the artichoke alchemy is it gives it is so empowering 
because when you do understand the process and how you can walk yourself through these different steps and how at the end of the day or ultimately you can tell yourself a different story mm-hmm. and you have the power to yeah. change the um, understanding of who you are and also, you know, the um, outcome of what you want uh something to look like so in this case for all three of us we've got books we need to get out in the world right and it's up to us to you know reframe and uh release those energetic holds that might be keeping us back uh reaffirm the fact that we can be finishers and we do Mm -hmm. we can be confident in our voice and putting it out there um But yeah, that's what I love is it's empowering. This is our own sort of therapeutic process. And Shez's whole ideal is to get it in the hands of everyone so that people who don't have the the means to seek their own personal therapy, which is not cheap, um, this is going to give them some really powerful tools. Great stuff. Um, Man, I've I've got... (laughs) I've got I've I've got weeks and weeks of work to do with uh, with the two of you, you know, because uh, I I'm just we're, we're coming into the last segment here uh, after this break, and um, we, we we just have more to talk about. So um, uh, we'll we'll take another quick break. We'll be back um, with uh, Shez Libby and Amy Mon on uh, Brave Hearts Radio on the other side of sixty seconds. Stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. And we're with uh, Shez Levy and Amy Mon on uh, the the show today, talking about uh, artichoke alchemy. And I know you can you can find uh, uh, information about the, uh, the the movement and the book at artichokealchemy.com. Um, check that out and. Um, was something that occurred to me just as, as we were finishing the last break is that is that you know we're we're all writers. Um, everyone's a writer. I, something I found in talking with people is I think everyone has a book in them. Everyone I talk to. Everyone has a book in them. Um, I've, I've done a couple of uh, writers retreats with people. You know, spend a week with somebody, and we're you know we knock out a book. They do, uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> and um, every day is like a blank page that we get to write the story of our lives on that on that page every day. That's so beautiful, Brian. Yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. Is that a good analogy? Is that- <laughs> it's a beautiful analogy. And yes, everybody has a story. Yeah. And the audience might be different. The audience might be just for yourself. That's what a journal is. Or the audience might be just as a legacy for your family, you know, or the audience might be broader. Your podcast is a book and every day you get to write a new page. So, and invite others into that, which yeah. is really kind and beautiful. Um, so, I, well, and I feel like that, Shez, I feel like that's such a good point. Uh, Brian, you may not have your book out there yet, but mm-hmm. look at the good you're putting out into the world, I assume weekly with your radio program podcast. And Shez doesn't have a book yet that sometimes I can see how that weighs very heavily on her shoulders. And yeah. yet for all these years, she hasn't put the book out there. She's been practicing this artichoke alchemy on her clients and in group work. And in, and now it's gone to the uh, recovery center in Columbus. And, yeah. and it's in the works to share further, wider, broader. And so it's happening. And um, we have all kinds of venues in which we're able to tell yeah. our stories, share our stories, um, share inspiration with others. And so there are many ways uh, Speaking of the goodness tour, right? Luke and Shia are doing it through their music. Ben is doing it through his art. Rob is doing it through the uh, center that he created. And so I do think we're all writers, but we're writing not just books. Um, We're just piecing together all kinds of forms of of expression Mm -hmm. and and putting that out there in the world. And and your whole, uh, everything with the brave hearts that you're doing, I mean, that's, that is writing in a in a huge way it is definitely putting something on the page every yeah. day we and we we each are living our own book it re, you know reminds me of um, the words of my one of my mentors uh, albert schweitzer and he said simply my life is my argument there you go and <laughs> And that's and, and it, 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 what you're describing, Amy. Is that Shez, you know, you, you you haven't got your book in print; it's in published. But your life is your book. It your, is your your it life is. is your story. The way we live for each of us that's our story, and that's why I think people have a a, a book in them. Um, somebody gave me some advice on this. They said, uh, "Do you think anybody will buy your book?" So I don't know. And they said, "It doesn't matter if you want to write it. Write it for you." Absolutely. And that's a, that's a good reason, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So um, coming down to the, the end, I mean, it's, it's not just the end of the show. It's, we're coming down to the end of the year here on Brave Hearts Radio. <laughs> uh, it's really, it's been exciting getting to know uh, both of you. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, staying in contact to uh, get that, uh, get that book done get that book done, get that book done, get that screen, yeah. screenplay done, yeah. Uh, yeah. Find, you know, find, you know find, finding out who's in it. Uh, uh, we've got a couple minutes. So uh, final words, uh, Shez. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I loved meeting you and I love the synchronicity of how you became connected through one of my really good friends to the goodness tour and then to me and Amy and then to, you know, the event that we did and, and everything else. So um, life is just beautiful in that way that we get linked into who we need to get linked into yeah. um, and we get connected to who we need to and who helps us. So every person, every encounter is a gift. So I'm really grateful for this connection and this gift to Thank both you. of you. Um, and final words are, I just think, um, uh, I don't know, the, the, the mighty and humble artichoke are, are just so in my heart that, yeah, I really want to kind of revamp the therapy system and make it not just this metaphor, that's big to me, but I yeah. want to make it, like Amy said, accessible for us to do with ourselves, with our families, um, I, I don't have therapists to refer people to. Everybody's too booked. I don't have psychiatrists that can take wow. anybody. I can't. So we need something that's more self-help accessible. Okay. And we're going to bring it, all three of us. All right. Amy? Absolutely. Um, you know, s- similar to Shez, it feels beyond coincidence that we all kind of have come together and with these hearts that just want to serve and help and make the world a little bit better. Um, 
in terms of the oh, so so I'm just very grateful to have connected with you, um, Brian, and obviously with you, Shiz. Uh, I. In terms of the artichoke, I, I want to say that my very favorite part of the process is, is honoring the armor, honoring those protective uh, sheaves and, and understanding that there is a little morsel of nourishment on every single leaf. And I've been able to go back and define some of you know, my protective layers and recognize that there are nothing to, to hold. I don't need to... Um, feel shame or guilt or, or frustration uh, that I have these protective layers because that's all part of, they're just serving a purpose. They're here to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so as I've been able to honor the armor and honor the purpose that it serves in protecting my heart, it's made me a lot more gentle on myself and um, recognize and accepting myself as a whole person instead of wanting to reject the parts of me that I don't like or the hardened parts, you know, of the armor. So I just, uh, I will just say publicly right here, right now that I am grateful for all of the adversities that I've been through that have helped to shape my heart. And I'm grateful for this artichoke um, alchemy teaching me that it's all part of this beautiful whole and, um, so, yeah, I can't wait to continue this work and get it out there and help people be able to walk themselves through this uh, same beautiful process. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining, uh, joining me today. Uh, and thanks to the Bravehearts for joining with us today. Uh, be with us uh, every Monday at 3 o'clock Central Time live or uh, whenever you want to listen to your podcasts, uh, we're there all the time. Um, Until next time, uh, remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Be well, stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.